Welcome to the show. My name is Matt Hamill on the Chip Marvel Podcast, joined today by Johnny Brown in the Steam Room Studios. What is popping? It's good to be back, man. My man, it's been, uh, you know, I was in Ukraine, didn't have a chance to be recording <laughs> here with you, but it's, it feels good to be back in North York, Toronto with you, my man. Absolutely, man. Good to have you back in Canada. And you know, this is episode number 40 of the Chip Marble Podcast, and I uh, had to have you on, and I had to do it big. So we have a lot of cool shit on the show today. Johnny, obviously with Kobe Bryant passing, uh, we're going to have to recap that and just all the different things I've picked out and we've kind of talked about, you know, cool memorials, things that have happened over the past three days that we need to touch on so we'll we'll get into that later in the show also johnny i have a story uh my sister it was her birthday she received a package and it was directed to the wrong room in her apartment somebody else in her apartment building got her package and that's the premise now what has followed is one of the most insane things uh that's you know just treacherous deceit and betrayal by this neighbor and i want to <laughs> explain the story to you and get your feedback what you think you would do in this situation because quite frankly it's resolved right now but if it was me you know <laughs> it would be just the beginning okay uh, so we'll, we'll get into that story <laughs> and i know you saw bad boys 3 i'd like to hear about that and uh, we also saw chris D'Elia perform the other week in Aurelia at the casino. Chris D'Elia stand-up show, and uh, that was pretty cool. Maybe we'll talk about what our thoughts, our takeaways were from that. Absolutely. That's coming up on today's show, the Chip Marble Podcast, brought to you by Lynx Magazine. The Chip Marble Podcast, episode 40. Thank you so much for staying with us through 40 episodes. And who better to have on the show than my main man, Johnny Brown. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Johnny, I want to tell you this story. What happened to my sister? Before we get into the Kobe Bryant tragedy and unpack what's you know what we can really pull away from that, I want to tell you this story. So, my sister had her birthday on, on Saturday. Happy birthday, Claire. Happy belated, Claire. Belated, and uh, she received a package from our cousin in Alberta. Cousin mailed the package to my sister's apartment where she lives with her boyfriend. And uh, the cousin put the wrong address on the package, just like one, I guess, one floor below. Maybe she lives 404. Um, my cousin put 304. So uh, my sister sees on UPS, like, you know, the package has been delivered. Like, so she's like, they must have it. They must have accepted my package. So she goes down and knocks. And, like, thinks she hears somebody in there, but no answer. Okay. Goes back again. Knocks. No answer. Then she leaves a note. And uh, the note is, you know, they must see the note. Like, it's on your front door. Mm -hmm. No follow-up from the note. So now my sister, you know, is like, God damn, I want this present. She doesn't even know what it is yet. And she goes to the security at her building. And the security is like, oh, okay, well, I'll call them. And he calls them, and then he stops speaking English. He starts speaking a different language my sister doesn't recognize oh, to them. No. And so she doesn't know what the dialogue is. Yeah. And he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Claire, what I'm going to have to, you know, they have the package. Uh, they did open it. Uh, she quite likes, <laughs> the neighbor <laughs> quite likes what she found. And uh, she's going to bring it back down in an hour. Like in an hour? What the fuck? Right fucking now. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about an hour. Yeah, you guys are coming right now, man. And uh, so that, I guess eventually my sister went down in an hour and got the package. It was like a beautiful, now I'll show you a picture, uh, you know, I'll put it up on screen here. Just a beautiful bedazzled cup, like this great design. And uh, I guess this is it. Again, like she has it back. It's a cup. It's so intimate. And now like it's this beautiful 
birthday present that's been ruined. Oh, and there was a birthday message, like, happy birthday, Claire, and that didn't get, you know. My cousin's like, did you get the note? My sister's like, no, there was no note. They must have just thrown that out. Like, we don't want this shit. What is up? Wow. What is up with these people? So, Johnny, when my mom was telling me this, I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't... We'll, we'll be down in an hour. You don't have to come down an hour. The police will be at your door. Yeah. And, you know, like, what would you do in that situation? Because that is like tampering with mail. That's like a federal. Yeah, no, that, this, federal. Is, this is war. This is war right now. Bro. This is a real problem. Like, I can't, I can't even believe that. So you receive a get, you receive a package. You know, it's not for you. Yeah, you go. You see the note. It says "Happy Birthday, Claire." Your name's not Claire. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, the package did show up to their doorstep. Yeah, but it had Claire Hamill. (laughs) You know, someone else's. What you like it? (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Like, and I, I can't imagine what's going through her head when she's at the security desk, and the person says, "Yeah, the the woman really likes the package, so she'll bring it down in an hour." It's like, (laughs) oh, good. It must be a good (laughs) present. Yeah, like. What is it like? Was it clothing she's wearing and she needs to like wash it quick? Like, what's going on here? That's like, what I was thinking. Is this like a shawl or something? Like, oh, I, I had to run it through the wash. That that's fucked up. So did she? She used the cup. She must have. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you have to assume, right? And even if she didn't, like, you could never get that out of your head. It's no, intimate. Again, you ruined it's it. a cup. It's you know, and uh, I just can't believe it. You ruined that's. And what's this hour business? We'll be down there in an hour. And I feel like like filing a police report you know what i mean like wouldn't she go that route like filing a police report like this is yeah. my mail no, this is and now real. there's like there's no reconciliation maybe there will be maybe there'll be a heartfelt note like look mm. we're an immigrant family like you know we don't have a lot of money again we, this we is an apartment in oakville we're not dealing with this is not like a rough <laughs> oh, you know uh, okay. hard done by neighborhood this is an apartment in uh you know those cursed street apartments in oakville kind of downtown okay so a little bit of funny business goes on down there. Yeah, that's true. It but is compared a, to you know it other, is, other places, no. But yeah, I mean, you know, for Oakville standards, maybe someone might use your cup. <laughs> that might happen. Um. So I, you know, just shocked, and I don't know what. Uh, we'll have to kind of stay updated here. What happens next? But uh, I really want to know what happens. I I'm expecting like a whole arrangement of flowers. You know, like a real sorry, like on a blimp somewhere, like, you know, like a plane that says sorry yeah, in the yeah. sky, like it's some shit, like, I, yeah. like this is bullshit. You'd like, hope there's a happy ending. You would hope that they almost feel like guilty and bad because the worst case scenario is they're like indifferent. They're like, yeah, yeah, we opened your cup. Like, yeah, big deal. I, I'm getting that kind of vibe, you know? I know. Me, well, I'm, I'm I think just so. Upset, just the just whole upset. story lends itself yeah. to that opening an the package. Hour, like, you we'll give it back right now. Like, I would be like, so like, huh, okay. I'm yeah, I'd be fucking terrified like, and bro like before my sister went down to the security she knocked on the door again mm. and they were in there like you know what i mean because like she went down the security they called in, and they were at so like they're dodging her there's a lot of deceit and like oh let this blow over you know all for a cup again it's a beautiful cup <laughs> but goddamn! wow this is uh yeah this is this is definitely a story that would like gets me going. It gets me like it really grinds my gears. I know. Man. It's this like is crazy. I got home from work. My mom at the dinner table. I'm like, <laughs> what are you telling me right now? Like, what? I was Holy upset. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. But you know, we'll see what happens there. Johnny, um, I would. We have to get into the Kobe Bryant story. Obviously, he died on Sunday in the helicopter crash, mm-hmm. um, along with eight other people, including his second oldest daughter. Uh, he was. 41 years old and I've never really witnessed in my life something that is gripped as we see right now on first take again Kobe every channel you turn on Johnny is Kobe this Kobe that this is like 
incredible. I work in a newsroom. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all people are talking about. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, this is by far like the biggest, I don't know, icon passing that like we've really experienced, especially like in our adult lives, like yeah, kind of having a solid grasp on the world, I guess at this point, like we don't really, but we kind of understand and like to see like uh, Kobe's one of my first memories, really. Like he was playing when I came into consciousness, you know, like, yeah, he's been around forever. I don't know. It's just, it's been tough. It's just been, I don't even, it's just been shocking. It's still hard to believe that it, it really happened, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I heard a lot of people say like, he always seemed like that guy, no matter what adversity he would face, he would always get through it. You almost expect like there was one survivor of the crap. You know? I, I really thought that yeah. he was going to turn up. Super, like, I super really hero. He's yeah, he's one of those like invincible people, you know, you just, you can't tell him no. And, uh, you just wouldn't expect anything like this to ever happen to him of all people. Just absolutely wild and, you know, just pervading everything, the Kobe Bryant tributes. And I saw this one clip here, Johnny, I'll pull up for us. Um, we'll see if we get it through our headphones. And it's Kobe uh, with his daughter. Kobe I love this. His daughter in the building. And he's doing the coaching up, you know, kind of explaining the game. And, like, you can tell he's kind of happy that she's picking up what he's laying down. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. You gotta she, like, answered the question, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, she, I don't know if you've seen clips of her play. Yeah, she was phenomenal. She looked good, eh? She was really, really good. Like, um, much better than me. Like, and she's a thirteen-year-old girl. Like, she was really skilled. Yeah. He said that she was better than him at her age, at his age. Yeah, at his age when he was thirteen. Yeah, not surprised. I mean, obviously, she has the athletic gene from her father. I don't know what the mother's like athletic background is, but mm. just having half Kobe's got to be right. like great <laughs> genetic roll of the dice in terms of the probability you're going to be a good athlete. Then you get like the focus, like he's kind of instilled the same focus like, from a young age. So you get that hard work uh, gene that she seemed to have, and boy, you could yeah. have a legendary female basketball player when all was said and done. I. Yeah, no, that's what I was expecting out of her, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was really ex- thinking that she was going to end up being one of the greats in the WNBA. Like, she was like she was really, really good. Like, if I played her one-on-one, I would get absolutely housed. Like, she, like I would lose <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Like, Pull the chair on. You'd be looking like a fool, you know? You'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be getting all upset, you know? Like, start, like, roughing her. And, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, hard, hard foul. Like, I, like, she was really good. Like, really good footwork, like just really knew the game and I've seen a couple of videos of him talking about her and he's like he was saying um uh cause he had three dollars at the time when he was saying this he's like yeah the middle yeah. one he's like yeah she really like she's a monster like she really got that competitive gene you know and uh based on like you were saying being related to Gobi she's probably gonna end up being six something you know yeah. and just I don't know it's, it's tragic yeah him his daughter seven other people and in the helicopter i heard like an interview with he was interviewed by alex rodriguez some like barstool thing and kobe was saying like the whole reason for the helicopter thing was to spend more time with family you know la traffic takes up so much of your day if he's gonna take go to the gym or go to a you know his daughter's game and he has to drive it's gonna take like three hours away of potential family time Mm -hmm. so that's how the whole helicopter thing started was like again like this whole family man thing of and just so sad that it had to end that way you know yeah and uh, now a lot of like, you know, tributes and stuff, a lot of follow. What do you think about this, Johnny? The retiring of the number. Nobody, there's this thing being floated around right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody should ever wear a number eight or 24 ever again. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Any team, not just the Lakers. I think because that, um, in the NHL, no one's allowed to wear Gretzky's number. Is that, that's true? 
Yes, I, I, it's probably more of an unspoken thing. Okay. Um, I've always kind of wanted, like, I thought the NBA should have something similar. Uh, now is a great time to implement that. I think that's totally fair. Well, wouldn't it be? I, you mean for again for Gretzky, it's done because you know he's the goat. Yeah. So shouldn't Jordan? Wouldn't she's? Shouldn't Jordan's twenty three be retired? I always thought that. I thought that that should have been the case. I don't know why they didn't really do that, but um. I mean, if I'm a guy on a team and like, oh, I really like this number. I think that this kind of transcends that, you know. Yeah. It's more. It's not necessarily like the Gretzky thing because, like, Gretzky's still, uh, you know, he's still. It wasn't. Yeah, there and, wasn't like, a. Tr- this is almost like an honor. You know, an, an honor. honor. It's not just. It's not like a respect, respect thing. It's, yeah. It's, it's more of a. Yeah. It's an like you're in memory paying of. homage. Yeah. So uh, I think I think that's fine, you know, and I, I feel a lot of players are already doing it, right? Like, like we're seeing Spencer Dinwiddie, he's changing his number. We're seeing it on the TV right now. Yeah, uh, to twenty six from number eight, and um, Norman Powell, he's saying on the uh, player on the Raptors, he wears twenty four. Yeah, he's gonna change his number. Like I, I'm with it. I think that um, just go for it. You know, it's not uh, not a huge loss for you as a player. Change sure. Number. Yeah. Change the um, damn number. But I also like the idea, like we see people wearing Jordan's number. You see a lot of twenty mm. threes around the league, and it's mm-hmm. out of respect. It's like a tribute. Um, so it's almost kind of sad to see Kobe's numbers disappear. Because mm. you see that twenty four, you know the history. You kind of makes you almost think about, you know. Mm, um, interesting. Okay. It almost is sort of kind of sad to mm-hmm. see the number just disappear like that. I get it for the Lakers, like, but mm-hmm. for the rest of the league, just for people to pay that tribute. But I guess this is a different form of tribute. It's a more serious kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the respect thing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so there you have it, the, uh, you know, the the jersey issue. And Johnny, let's get into the second part of all the Kobe coverage. A lot of missteps. You know, you have, we were talking about the BBC. Uh, the BBC, uh, you know, the th- problem is, I think really the issue is that you have a lot of people who work with news organizations and they're breaking this big news story and they don't really know sports. So you have people, uh, BBC, they had a, they were showing footage of LeBron James and they're like, oh, Kobe Bryant passing and they're showing highlights of LeBron James. They just don't know the difference. <laughs> and that's just such a bad mistake to make, right? Yeah, I get that right the first time. They just don't know. And I'm wondering, Johnny, you've seen this happen with other black athletes. Like you see this Donald Brashear was working at a Tim Hortons and there was this big story. Former <laughs> NHL player Donald Brashear working at a McDo- at a Tim Hortons. What's up with that? And then they show a picture of George LaRock, another black <laughs> hockey player. Is This seems to happen. All, and I get it. Maybe the mistake is not a racial thing. It's just like we don't know sports like well, we work mm. in a newsroom we don't know sports right uh we pick the wrong guy but it seems to happen more often with black athletes do you have an opinion on that it seems like there's a black bias with the errors you know with the mistaken identity well it's been it's been a thing for a long time where like a lot of white people especially if you're not like maybe you don't know a lot about black people you didn't grow up with a lot of black people like they have a hard time distinguishing one from another like that's always been a thing right uh, it's always been like a joke, but also very serious like issue. Wow. Um, yeah, like, and I I'll never understand it, but I I'm not surprised. You know. Yeah. Uh, get that right the first time though. Look up Kobe. Um, I get LeBron's on the Lakers, so that kind of helps their 
helps them a little bit you with the mistake. see where <laughs> they cross their brain kind of cross wires, right? They're like, well, he's, you know, the uh, great basketball player, you know, yeah. like the A-list basketball players. So Kobe and LeBron are both in that neighborhood. Like they look Laker jersey. Nothing alike. <laughs> like in any way. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, that's the thing is like, <laughs> it's just probably some intern working with the BBC that just has not, and they have to apologize and it does it's not like, look good. You could do a quick wiki search on that. Yeah. Like, well, it's, I not, guess it's not hard. That's kind of maybe the frantic mood of a newsroom when mm-hmm. you have a breaking story like that is mm-hmm. like, it's, you're scrambling and you might, you know, it's a Sunday. You don't have the A team on there. I don't know if you know this about newsrooms, but Monday to Friday is the main, you know, prime time. They give you, you know, the B listers uh, in terms of newsroom talent are on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know that's unfortunate timing fuck up. i was doing a ohl broadcast and you know it's intermission i'm looking at my phone and it's like oh my god you know you f- see the news and i'm like i think you have to say something like this is a hockey game that we're doing a broadcast for but mm-hmm. this is you know so i said a little something oh man good not for you. nothing like these uh, nba games on sunday where it the whole they didn't cancel the games the whole thing turned into a tribute right mm-hmm. that was insane um and then also bbc just uh, they also we're like Kobe Bryant's playing career cut short. No, he'd retired a long <laughs> he retired time ago. Two years ago yeah. <laughs> is it only two years ago? I think so. Yeah. And uh, Johnny, this is of course a, a lot of people. To end our Kobe coverage, we'll look at this. This was the uh, unfortunate uh, verbal error by a broadcaster. Oh, Let's no. listen here. You couldn't deny how much he brought to the team, no matter which team, uh, which Lakers team he played on. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Com- oh Los boy. Angeles Lakers community. If I could ask you to stay Yikes. with us. And that was something that was circulating the day of, right? A lot of people oh, were talking about so that. Bad. That's so bad. Uh, yeah, that was so. She ended up here. I have uh, a video. Um, so MSNBC reporter being accused of saying the N-word in Kobe report, and she's kind of defending herself, saying, uh, here's her tweet. Earlier today, while reporting on the tragic news, I unfortunately stuttered on air. It seems like she combined Knicks and Lakers. That's kind of what I thought was ha- happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, oh, my God. Uh, just, like, imagine the, like, red alert, like the panic sirens going off in her brain as soon as she said that. Like, Yeah, just and, like, it's not like it was a regular day that she... Like the regular thing that she's you know talking about, like yeah. this is like a tragedy, like a tragedy, and she just slips up this badly. Uh, yeah, she must have been sweating. I mean, I'd just cry. You know, I'd just be crying. It's over. Uh, well, yeah. I know. Yeah, just like pack it up. Don't even finish like <laughs> yeah. the report. Just be like, oh well. Uh, uh, I could run here. I'll grab yeah. my stuff. <laughs> well, I guess my my career in the you know news industry is over. And again, I don't think that she should be fired. No, if she, she has mean a pattern. Any, like any malice. And if let's say you had a like, let's take a different example. Let's say you had a news caster with like maybe a mild form of Tourette's or adult onset Tourette's maybe they are a famous newscaster they start developing a verbal tick where this starts happening over and over again maybe that's a situation where you mm. go we can't but this is just a and trust me she'll never do <laughs> <laughs> do that she, again every yeah. second she's on air for the rest of her life it's gonna be like mm. replay of like you know that be huge careful huge mistake Don't yeah say. and every time Kobe gets brought up she'll remember that she Oof. made this mistake I just feel bad for her almost you know you feel terrible and and the people that are like calling for her to be fired like an apology is not enough it's like i mean it's not a great like, think that she really like do they really think that she did that on purpose like I you th- would maybe have they to don't be care. some kind of person i feel like they don't care i i don't know i'm not gonna and that's like, evil that's a sinister 
it's a really that's a really like fucked up thing to do like that's like beyond like being a piece of shit like that's yeah. really um i don't think she did it on purpose and the state that everybody's in right now i don't really even think it matters like yeah she made a mistake let's get back to the you know like in like the story that she's like i watched it and i laughed a bunch of times and then that was it i would never felt like yeah she needed to be fired or anything like that people they, that's just a thing now you know like because the internet's so strong and opinions are actually matter now like our opinion actually matters because of the internet people just really yeah. need to i don't know like i feel important or feel like they added to something i don't know what that's about but uh, grandstanding there's a lot of people watching so i'll take this as my opportunity to you know <laughs> yeah position myself as a virtuous human being i mean come on like it, it, clearly i highly doubt she has a you know a, a racial bone to pick and this was her opportunity <laughs> yeah, she's like yeah. i'm gonna slip this in boy <laughs> no i don't think so no. well uh you know i any closing words on Kobe, JB? Just gotta keep, uh, just gotta keep the marathon going. That's I know, it. I know that was Nipsey's thing, but you know, Kobe, uh, same type of mentality. You know, just kind of keep moving forward. Don't take no for an answer, and and put in the work. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that to my life. You know, the Mamba mentality. I'm gonna yep. look into that more. And uh, <clears throat> just want to say thank you, and you know, my respects and my prayers go out to his family. Yep terrible to think about what happened you know what his family's going through but yeah you know the guy just exemplified greatness right and for sure just a huge inspiration and you know you see certain people uh, you always think these guys they're just so talented right he's the greatest because he's but no like he had to work tremendously hard and it's just kind of inspiring to everybody who might not be as gifted as kobe it's like his message is not you know ride the gift as far as you can take it it's put in the work you know what i mean like you'll make it happen for yourself like fuck whatever you know hand you've been dealt you got to make it happen so r.i.p kobe and here on the chip marble podcast we'll take a quick break johnny we'll regroup and we'll come back and uh, a lot of stuff to talk about i know uh we saw our boy delia in concert and uh we'll review that so that's coming up on the chip marble podcast I'll just retake the uh, throw to break because I wasn't happy with it. Um, and we'll go to break now. And uh, coming back up, we'll talk about... <clears throat> that wasn't good either. I forget it. We'll just go. We'll just go uh, forward because now we're gonna be like laughing during like the. We just went from like <laughs> yeah, yeah, rest in peace, Kobe, and then it's like quick cut. Like <laughs> anyway, all right, yo, that was fun. Um, all right, we are back on the Chip Marble. <laughs> we are back on the Chip Marble podcast, brought to you by Lynx Magazine. My name is Matt Hamill. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Hamill Radio, and my man Johnny Brown. Where can we find you at, my dude? Can my find dude? me. On uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at that Johnny Brown. I love it, man. Uh, you know, you make all the music for this podcast, and uh, you know, I walked in today to the Steam Room Studios. Here, you were making some beats, and uh, glad to see you're, uh, you know, doing your thing, man. Yeah, whenever I get a, a minute or two, I'm not at work or I'm not sleeping. I uh, I'm usually yeah making a little one too, and it, it sucks because uh, I don't know if you go through this with what you do, but. Uh, you kind of get in a funk sometimes where you're not really making, mm -hmm. you're not like 
not making shit for a little bit and it always feels good to get back into it and it's like a little rough at first yeah you know you're not like as quick as as you were but you don't uh, have your momentum on your side Mm -hmm. and i hate losing that that momentum and Um, yeah i love having it boy oh boy nothing makes me feel more alive than having that momentum (laughs) doing the thing that i you know feel like i was meant to do Mm -hmm. whether i'm you know firing off a bunch of interviews with artists or Mm -hmm. you know doing some sports commentary or making people laugh when i'm able to get in touch with those activities man i just feel like you know and then you have opportunities you know you open for ti you get these opportunities and it's just this huge like you know milestone moment this reinforcement of like yeah like i'm on a good path to doing what i love to do but yeah the opposite is true when the momentum's not there and you have the the void the absence of those things and that can be a tough experience eh? yeah it's a it's frustrating to get back as you know where you were and you were comfortable with how you were progressing and then you're like kind of takes a little bit of time like with making beats that i usually have to make like three or four before i like one of them that i'm making and i'm like oh okay i remember how to and that could be like if i take a week off that'll happen so i just need to make sure that i'm doing it every you know at at least every other day at at a minimum well you hear stand-up comedians say this but i think it's true with any creative endeavor any craft really you know they they comedians feel like they have to get up every night if mm-hmm. they're not up there every night they get sloppy they get weak you know what yeah, i mean so I, love that. I feel the same thing i just want to be able to set myself up to do it every goddamn day mm-hmm. every night johnny i want to talk about you saw the new bad boys movie and this is something i don't feel a lot of drive to go out and see but i want to hear your review maybe i will maybe you'll change my mind uh i won't I won't change your mind, unfortunately. <laughs> I won't. I won't be changing your mind. Um, I'm, I'm a big Will Smith guy. Uh, he had a really like from the '90s to, you know, mid 2000s. Like he was the shit. Um, his last few movie, movies haven't been good, unfortunately. Which and have been what? So like, uh, Aladdin. Sure. Yeah. 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 Didn't see it, but I know it wasn't good. Um, Gemini Man. Also didn't see it. For sure, that wasn't good. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then now this one, Bad Boys Three, which I unfortunately did see because I love Bad Boys. Uh, I love it. Like the first oh, who one, did it? yeah, you know, great sec- soundtrack. Sec- like, second, yeah, like, shake your tail feather. Like, come on, right? P Diddy and Nelly got together to make that shit. That was yeah. that was fire um, for the movie. Gabrielle Union and that shit. She was bad as hell. Still is. Yep. Uh, yeah, this new one is just. You know, it's a real reflection of Hollywood, Hollywood right now where it's just everything's a fucking remake. And there's no ideas, and they just want your money. They don't care about like, retention. It's all about yeah. just the one-time Customer purchase. satisfaction. It's <laughs> like, did you pay for it? Okay, good. <laughs> we got your dollars? Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, that's in the books, and then that'll go to paying back. Uh, I don't know how much they spent on that fucking movie. They probably didn't make the money back. I haven't looked it up. It was a travesty. It was really bad. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, <clears throat> a lot of trying to incorporate new things and like say new cool things and it's just really corny uh like will at one scene like him and martin are arguing because obviously one of them doesn't want to be a cop anymore because what else would the movie fucking be about right i'm getting too old for this (laughs) shit man (laughs) yeah like a lot of that shit and uh will says to him like i need you to turn up right now and then martin's like will i need or his name's not will (laughs) he's like well i need you to turn that off it was just like, yeah. I'm in the theater. You know, I'm the type of guy. You saw the Tupac movie with me. Yeah. You yeah. know I'm making noises, man. Like if it's a oh, bad man. movie, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. I'm going, Ugh, like yeah, the, the whole yeah. thing. 
For real? Oh, are you kidding me? I think there should have been more groaning during the Tupac movie. I thought that was not good. And I knew it right away. That opening scene on the courthouse when they were going to make this some, you know, social justice movie. I'm like, I don't, I get in the bad vibe. And then it was all sort of. It got worse from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all just kind of rode that wave of like, ugh. you know, I just. Ugh. That was, I still, that was the worst movie I've ever gone out to see. The Tupac movie, like yeah, yeah, yeah. To go to the theater and like we were hyped, like we that made it worse too. But just in general, that was the worst movie I've ever paid to see. Yeah, in my life for sure. It almost felt like it was in the same universe as the Biggie movie, but it was just worse. I I would have been like I would have been happy if it was as good as the Biggie movie, which is not a great movie, but it was you know fun and oh yeah. any movie that incorporates a soundtrack like that, you mm-hmm. know, has an opportunity to bring in, you know, Tupac songs. It, it's such an advantage to just make an enjoyable movie, you know, combine a nice visual, some nice shots with those tried and true songs. It's a recipe for success, but they went a different route, you know, or they just didn't execute. And uh, yeah, I don't it sounds like Bad Boys had a similar issue. Yeah. Uh, not executing on, on, you know, some elements that have been proven to work, you know, funny guys, but just the, not a lot of maybe creative spirit in, in the old remake like you said yeah it was yeah don't go don't go see it don't go see bad boys 3 it's almost like that 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 was a rejected slogan in the advertising (laughs) room on the (laughs) (laughs) uh you know next up on the show johnny i want to talk about there is a uh, story here on uh, cp24 brampton man here's the headline brampton man offering free massages on social media charged with voyeurism so, 52-year-old Brampton man, he's uh, he's offering free massages on social media. Already a little suspect. You see the picture of the guy here. I mean, it looks kind of trustworthy. One, okay, like the first half of the headline: yeah. Brampton man offering free massages on social media. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that sounds pretty normal, actually. <laughs> That's a good hustle, you know. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, you know, go on Tinder. Why just offer? free massage like these brampton man he's offering free massage it sounds that's on brand that's that's totally fine. yeah local brampton philanthropist <laughs> offering free massages to the less fortunate so a woman answered and what's her deal <laughs> like i feel like we're burying the lead here let's 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 talk about uh you know this lady a little bit uh so she responded to the ad allegedly found a camera recording her oh okay. as she was getting undressed Oh, so she took the massage. Uh, she took the massage, and I guess, or she was potentially getting redressed, or I don't know at what point, but she discovered um, an electronic device recording her as she put her clothes back on. So she's oh, putting her clothes man. back on. Those this clothes is, were already off. Oh, this is fucked up. And who knows how many other people, you know, how many people responded <clears throat> to this ad, and he's got this footage, you know, these weird, what a weird dude. But I feel like there's a lot of things wrong here. Who just responds to a free massage ad? Not yeah. to take away from what, how much of a dirtbag this guy, but I'm surprised he was even able to pull this off. It's kind of shocking. Yeah, I, I mean, it must have been a thing where, like, he there's a, a game situation. Like, she was into him. Like, it's not okay. Like, you're not gonna go over for like. You're not really gonna go get a massage by a random guy. There's a lot of like vulnerable people was who maybe Instagram? have like sciatica or something, and they're like, oh, a free massage. Like, I, you know, massages, Johnny. Real expensive. You you know, for an oh, hour, yeah. it's like a hundred dollars. The only way it's really feasible is if you have like a company insurance plan. But the idea, you know, this so guy, is this guy a masseuse? Like, <laughs> did she, this lady do any? Like, she's just, he, it's just the guy that was DMing her. So his name is Emilio Guglietta. 
Um, and it doesn't say here if he is just a guy. He just uh, he he's a bang. Brampton man. He, yeah, like they're writing. He, if he was a masseuse, it would say Brampton. So yeah, yeah. Um, like I mean, song. okay. So he DM'd her, said, uh, "Let me give you a massage." She was into it. The fucked up thing is that there was a camera. Like that's what the unexpected. Yes, this is, is the he's charged. Cause that's a you know voyeurism is like mm. this whole I guess legal thing. What an interesting term voyeurism. I don't. I actually don't know what that means. So I'm gonna so need some. I believe it's like that. binoculars into someone's house. It's like oh. breaching someone's privacy. And I believe it's usually you know why else would you do it other than for a sexual? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're just spying on someone. Like a maybe you're stalking an ex mm-hmm. and you're videotaping them or something. Oh, you know, fuck. looking into their house, planting a recording. I guess that's all mm. voyeurism. Um, I want you know so. Kind of an interesting uh, situation there, but uh, just you know, I mean, he Brampton, deserves to be charged, like <laughs> yeah, for sure, and he most definitely did. Johnny, today is Bell Let's Talk Day. Mm. Did you know that? I did. Yes, Bell Let's Talk Day, and uh, kind of starting the uh, mental health conversation. This mm-hmm. whole initiative, and uh, it's been pretty good over the years, right? To kind of open up a dialogue, and it's really only been over the past few years that. The whole discussion of mental health is even coming into focus, right? Before yeah. you kind of just dismiss people, mm-hmm. and now it seems there's a bit more understanding and you know, like, you know, resources available. So it's an interesting mm-hmm. time we live in. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a really positive thing. It's, I think it's helped a lot of people. Like I remember growing up, and it's just that was not a thing. No one gave a shit. Like they just, yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> I remember things being like very mean. <laughs> Like when we were young, oh, yeah. <laughs> like especially like parents and shit. Like, not like my parents weren't really mean, but uh, just like teachers and and other people's parents and just like random adults that you knew, like the convenience store guy and like shit like that. Like, no one really gave a fuck about uh, something like this, like an issue that someone may have like this. So yeah. you just kind of like, put them to the side, or let's like, put them in this in this other classroom so they're not disturbing the other students. Like, yeah, that's not trying to actually help this kid. That's how I remember it being like. So it's nice that uh, at least it's being talked about and and looked at. But another thing about this Bell Talk thing is they say, you know, if you retweet or whatever, you send a message today and the money gets... I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true. But even if it isn't, it's great that we're all talking about it. I think that's... The the job is getting done regardless, as uh, an old Italian gangster would say. (laughs) Regardless. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely been a, you know, regardless of, you know, what, you know, people go, oh, it's the marketing campaign. Mm. If you care so much about, I saw somebody say this today, if you care so much about mental health, Bill, take your name off the campaign. (laughs) Give it to Rogers, why don't you? Rogers, let's not. (laughs) It just seems like, come on, like, uh, you know, uh, it's... Sure, you know, a lot of things, maybe they have maybe a commercial interest, but I think at the end of the day, you got to look at the result, and mm-hmm. people are, you know, this day is a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, and that's because of Let's Talk Day. Um, also, something that just happened recently, Blue Monday. Last week, did you hear about this? Last week, uh, Monday was Blue Monday, and it was because, oh, well, statistically speaking, this is the most depressed day of the year. We're middle of winter. People haven't been getting sun. Christmas is three weeks in the in the past, so credit card bills are coming in. So people say that Monday Jesus. was the saddest Monday. And I kind of resisted. I kind of resented Fuck that, Fuck that whole that. idea. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be depressed today? Okay, I guess I will. Yeah, like, let's not... Let's not let's, I hate that type of shit, too. Yeah. Where, like, this is a pity party, you know, for yourself. Like, don't get into that shit don't be like oh that's why i'm not feeling so good like 
that's not that's not a thing, yo. Like you yeah. just don't t- like, that's such I hate that type of shit. It reminds it, you to be sad. And uh, uh, coincidentally a lot of companies, you know, travel companies have big blue Monday promotions, you know. Spend money and get rid of your depression. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of like you see the reasoning. It's like, but I feel like it's so irresponsible to be like, "Hey, you're depressed, aren't you?" Yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah, you should spend spend money. It's like, ugh, so That's sinister, bullshit, man. So sinister. I hate shit like that. So I resisted that Monday. I was like, I'm refused to be. You know, I was productive. I had mm. good momentum, like we we're saying before. It was a good Monday. Good for um, you. So I, I, you know, I just fought back against that you know mandatory depression day yeah I, I was not depressed that day and i don't have i don't feel a way about monday i think monday is the fucking same as every other day of the week it's fine yeah like, i'm not like more depressed that day either so fucking just keep it going man it's not <laughs> the momentum going <laughs> johnny i want to uh show a silly video here this is on a train car in india um so these folks are evidently in India. They have separate train cars for men and women, oh. but I think the women ones are going to be less populated. So sometimes men rush on there. So here is the train is arriving at a stop, and evidently some men are in the um, women's cart. And here is uh, the police stepping into action here. <laughs> they're slapping them all across the face. All these dudes getting off the lady cart, and they're all getting a Whoa. good whack. Get out of here, you little scoundrel. Holy shit. I just got such a kick out of this guy. Is he going to get kid. one? Is he going to get one? No, oh. he's, he's just smiling. <laughs> and like, some guys are like hiding in the back. Fighting. Like, you deserve it. He's like, come on. I don't think this is uh, excessive at all. I mean, you know, their culture is different and you get a little smack. I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine. It's like, imagine if you're like police or like the mm. TTC authority were just like, psh, psh, like, yeah. If you didn't pay for your fare, yeah. I mean, I didn't see anybody go out of like no get out of line. Like if someone like don't throw a guy on the ground and start like beating his ass but he's <laughs> because little, he's in the women's car. You yeah. one two. I think that's fine. Like, yeah. like they were just giving him one. What yeah, no, it's great. It, and it's just like a little, yeah, just a little, you know, <laughs> shame, a little redness on the face to, you know, remember next time, stay on the cart, you know? Yeah. But you see some videos in countries like India where, mm. you know, getting on the train is like, there's just uh, so many people that it is quite the scene. Yeah. And I'm guessing one way you can maybe not have to be like standing on top of another person is, is to get on that lady's cart. But mm-hmm. damn, you got to, what a scene over there. Kind of makes you, you know, we have our problems in Toronto with transit, but it makes you kind of you know, appreciate just how good we have it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I will close the show now, Johnny, but I want to talk about Chris D'Elia. We were at the casino uh, in Aurelia mm. and we saw um, Chris D'Elia perform his stand-up and uh, what did you think, man? He came to, you know, pretty kind of a smaller town for him to come to, but uh, they really packed out that That's a big theater. arena. Yeah, that theater was packed out, man, and it's kind of an interesting crowd. If you're like a young guy, like, go to a crystal you know if you're like a single young guy like go to a crystal leah show like there are mm. so many girls that love yeah chris you know yeah he uh i don't know how he did it but he brings the ladies out like there's always uh, yeah, what is it about his vibe that has you know captured the he's, em- si- he's silly he's silly like his first uh like really getting on the scene because he's been doing stand-up for like a long time yeah. but like the drunk girls bit was his first the first time that I even I knew who he was. Yeah, and a lot of people and chicks love that bit, man. And they've and a lot of them have been fans ever since. He's he's a silly dude. Like he does a lot of like voices and he's just kind of like lanky with the movements. Um, 
yeah, chicks chicks like them a lot. So yeah, you're right. If you're a single guy, definitely uh, head to one of those. And um, <clears throat> in terms of like his comedy, this is the second time I saw him. Yeah, I saw him about a year ago, and uh, he's actually grown a lot even from then. Uh, he's a like an absolute pro. I mean, he was the first time I saw him, but I just really felt that that presence of like a professional in front of me. Yeah, during that that show. Uh, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I had seen him before too. The problem was, I was uh, the time I saw Crystalia, I was overdosing on cannabis edibles, and I was having a full on panic attack alongside our buddy Declan. So I didn't really follow along i was i couldn't even follow along with a stand-up show again this isn't like a ted talk it's pretty you know it's not very complex material to wrap your head around i Mm. couldn't follow along this was back in just for laughs in toronto uh, about a year and a half ago so watching this uh, stand-up in uh, the other week in Aurelia, it was a lot of the same material i was surprised how much i remembered actually Mm. um and he did try some new stuff as well so it is interesting to see, like you can kind of tell he's hits you with a tried and true classic bit, mm. and then he does a new, you know, puts it beside a new bit where you can tell he loses his comfort and he's a little. Oh, so that yeah, was okay. cool to watch. Me and Declan were sitting beside each other. We had both had the panic attack last time, so <laughs> we were. I thought I was going to ruin the show. You know, back a year and a half ago, I thought like, man, they're going to have to come take me out of this theater. Like, <laughs> this is going to ruin. I love comedy so much, and like, what a what a sin to like ruin the vibe how are you supposed to be funny after um <laughs> so i thought it was interesting to see him working out new material i had heard that he just recorded his special i thought we were going to get all new material mm-hmm. i figure chris D'Elia comes to a small town in ontario he's going to feel not so much pressure you know it's not like this is like a theater in chicago it's mm-hmm. fucking a really you know so i thought maybe he was going to go all new but that was cool to see i thought he was great you know um you know, I've seen lots of stand-up shows in my life. Certainly, I think Chris D'Elia, I think I like him more as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. I like more his train of thought. I think I agree. his stand-up, he sort of loses his personality a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit, or his ability to just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's more, uh, I find his stand-up's more for everyone, while his podcast is more, more like, personal and you kind of hit that, yeah, like that, yeah, those things that you that really love it. about him. That might be it, yeah. Like his stand-up is like well-crafted jokes. Yep. While absolutely. his podcast is like this guy that you like really love and think that is you know you love the way his mind works. Like. Yeah, and you get a chance. He's so comfortable there <laughs> with just you know him and two producers. Yeah, like yeah. he really he can really kind of shine in that format. But mm-hmm. I thought the show was great. And again, I was just kind of the demographic is really something. Eh? Like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just incredible, like how who he brings out to the show, you know. Um, but that was fun. Saw a lot of people I knew there too. You know, we bumped into a few uh, familiar faces up there and uh, wicked snowstorm. We were like, risked our lives yeah. to go see this man up. Yeah, that was a whole thing, eh? Like, yeah. We were, up at, we were up in Huntsville at a cottage. and then... Northern Ontario, Canada in the <laughs> middle of winter. Yeah, that drive down from Huntsville to Aurelia was uh, quite the drive, quite scary. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I had a, down. Yeah. a couple of friends getting stuck in the snow. I busted my ass trying to. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, you did one of those uh, those cartoon falls yeah. where you like whoop, went whoop, and you went like horizontal Full then... banana peel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next morning, I'm like, I mean, it kind of still does the whole right side of my body just like took the impact because again, like I fell so perfectly horizontal <laughs> that I just like even pressure along my whole right <laughs> arm, right thigh. Um, but I recovered. That was the shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Well, Johnny, I really uh, just love the opportunity to come back to the 
Steam Room Studio and uh, do a podcast with you, man. It's been great, uh, you know, talking the stories, and hopefully we can do it again soon, man. Absolutely, let's, let's get her going again, man. This has been uh, this has been fucking great. Hell yeah, man! One more time, where can we find you on the social medias? On the social meteors, you can find me. Uh, social meteor is that something? <laughs> I think it might be something. Social media, okay. Social media. We'll, we'll we'll get back to you on that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some, that's definitely something. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, all that shit. Uh, that Johnny Brown. That J O N N Y Browns. No H. No H. In Johnny, don't you fuck that up. Nice. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> That'll be the name of your book. There's no H in Johnny. And then like the colon, <laughs> don't you fuck that up? Don't you? Know, a lot of books have that these days. A lot of books have like fuck in the title. It's like yeah, I'm over it. it Any I, book that I says agree. like get your shit together, ten steps to living a better anxiety-free life. Yeah, just fucking, shove that book up your know, ass. That's fucking horseshit. Get what's the other one? Uh, fuck. It, uh, it said fucking it. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The orange cover. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. No. The first, like I read the intro. I'm like, okay. I read the first chapter. I'm like, I think I get it. I think I, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think I can move forward. <laughs> My name is Matt Hamill. You can find me on Twitter and IG at Hamill Radio. H-A-M-E-L. Uh, no, yeah, wait, there is an H. <laughs> Hamill with an H. <laughs> Don't you fuck that up. Thanks a lot, Johnny. The Chip Marble Podcast, episode 40. 40 in the books. This is, of course, brought to you by Lynx Magazine. Mario Yamasaki, you know that UFC referee that like this thing? Yeah, yeah. Rep- this bell rep- refereed by Mario Yamasaki. <laughs> <laughs>